Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. This show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups. What you want, what you need, and what you love. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. To support the No Sleep Till Sudbury show on Patreon, you can visit patreon.com slash Music. This week, Alex Heward makes his return to the show. Alex is the host of the Excellent Release Day series, a program featuring Canadian musicians as they release new music and all the efforts that go into making that release a reality. It's pretty cool. It's also recently become a podcast. Now, last year, Alex and I created a video series called Thursday Night Record Club, where I introduce Alex, who's a rock fan, but substantially younger than I am, to some rock records from my day that he wasn't previously familiar with. Van Halen, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Stones, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. All right, here's Alex. Alex Heward, welcome, sir. How you doing, man? Brent, good to, good to hear you again, man. I, I've missed you. We only hang out every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't, we haven't talked a lot over the holidays. We didn't really, uh, we both kind of... We both kind of uh, buried our heads in the Omicron sands. We did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we gave each other some space. You know, we had to uh, allow ourselves some distance to ensure that, you know, we let the, you know, we knew, right? Love, love the distance is what, what is it? Love, uh, something about distance and love. I don't know. It you grows fonder. That. But uh, there you go. That's it. That's yeah. It. Distance makes the heart grow That's fonder. It. So there you go. Um, yeah, man. No, it's good. You, you had good holidays? You were good? I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, relaxing. Ready nice. to get back into it, though. Same. Samesies. What's uh, what's going on with release day? Well, yeah, thanks for asking about that. You, I'm sort of rebranding. I'm taking a bit of a, a look at how the overall look and feel and sort of how I approach the recording process looks. So that was nice for the holidays to sort of take a step back. Last year, 2021, was my first year podcasting. I wanted to take this break to sort of rethink the identity of the podcast and rethink a little bit of my approach to the recordings and and that kind of thing. So yeah, so the break was nice to sort of think about that. And so I've done a bunch of different graphics works, updating the logo, I'm updating the website. So all these things are going into implementation this year. So awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been nice to take a break. I've set up a, a couple interviews, um, but yeah, main focus has been to rejuvenate the look and uh, put a little more thought into uh, into how I conduct these interviews. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, as you know, I'm a big fan of the show, so I can't wait to see the upgrades. Thanks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to share. It's always you know you do something different, you put it out there, just uh, just to see how it's received. So I'm I'm excited for it. Now. I'm also a fan of one of your other projects. Oh yeah. It's called uh, Thursday night record club. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I didn't tell you, man, when did we start? We started doing that in June, I think, right? Started recording in June. Started yeah. Recording in June. Some... We probably had like 10 episodes um, in the can when we released the first one on YouTube, yep. but we have done 14 episodes of Thursday night record club now. And I think, you know, 12 plus uh, two year end best of episodes. And that show is an absolute joy to do with yeah. you. Like, uh, you know, you make it easy. I'm lucky to have you. 
amazing editing skills. Creativity is top shelf. And uh, it's fun, man. It is a fun thing to do. Man, I yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so glad we were able to come up sort of with that that idea to sit down and talk every week about music because it's also just like a, it's a great escape as well. You mm-hmm. know, obviously talking music is, is, is that very, very therapeutic as well. But I have learned so much, not just from listening to the music, but from you as well and what you know about it. Man, it's yeah, it's just been an absolute blast. I mean, bourbon aside, you know, we just have like a ton of fun sitting down and like literally me having no idea really about these these songs before listening to it and then like sounding like this millennial kid to your 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 wise uh, words of and and experience experiencing the music when it you know back in the day when it you know was first coming out it's been an absolute blast and you know editing it all together is so much fun i i gotta admit i laugh a lot oh, yeah. while editing these things <laughs> like, I, like i'm like oh do I, do I keep i have to keep that in or do i put it as a yeah it's it's just just a great little project yeah no, i love it you know i think that's my my favorite thing about the show is why you know you love talking about music obviously but like i love hearing your reactions to <laughs> music that i listened to when i was you know 14 15 for a guy yeah. who's you know 31 and i'm now 52 you know that's a that's a significant difference but for you to tell me how you feel about you know women and children first or um you know led zeppelin too is it's fascinating to me and it's it's yeah that's kind of at the heart of the show for me yeah totally and i gotta say i like sometimes i'm like a little worried i'm like man like what i i just gotta be in here and i gotta be honest you know i gotta Mm -hmm. go in and i gotta talk about how i feel and i probably should ask you this before but i'm I'm not sure when the episode is going to come out but we've kind of we've started the led zeppelin series and uh we've gotten into a few led zeppelin episodes mm-hmm. and uh you know our opinions don't don't line up for a couple of these <laughs> and it's and it's, it's it's that's what makes it a lot of fun but see that just adds to the the veracity of the show in my opinion right because it's mm. it's authentic we did uh deep purple's burn and <laughs> yeah. I, I love that record you didn't love that record but yeah that's important you know, I would, yeah. I would, it would be disappointing if you said, yeah, you know, I, it, it's really good just because you, you knew that I liked it. It's it's awesome that you contribute a counterpoint and say, well, you know, from my perspective, the song is mm. very long. And and, and then that, <laughs> but, but that leads to kind of it makes me think about things. And, you know, the, mm. the records were recorded in the 70s and that was a thing back then. And then, the, you know, the conversation kind of goes from there and it's very it could go anywhere. And that's interesting. Yeah it's it's great to just have that back and forth with some of these and you know but we do agree on a lot i gotta say i do i do like a lot of the the albums that uh yeah that you have me listening to yeah yeah no and that, that that's cool too because you love van halen you love Aerosmith, you know yeah rolling stones the zeppelin yeah. stuff now that we're getting into yeah yeah it's been great oh yeah so so much man like and, and to the point where like i've I've been through a Van Halen book already and I'm, I'm in the middle of Led Zeppelin's biography now. Like I just, I haven't had to listen to these, these songs and, and these albums. It's just, I, I can't help. It. I guess I'm gonna have to get into an Aerosmith book eventually <laughs> as well. But, uh, yeah, these, these have just been really piqued my interest because I mean, I think the stories of how these bands got started is just so fascinating. It's something that a lot of musicians could take, you know, tips from. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm still learning about all that stuff, you know, because you can go all the way back beyond the Stones and the Beatles. Oh, yeah. You know, to the the, the old blues guys. And um, I, I would highly recommend that. You know, you can learn so much about how music was recorded back then and, you know, the, the what was going through people's minds and what their intention was versus, you know, intentions today. And also, there's all sorts of considerations, you know, for me. It's and how often... yeah it's just all consuming yeah and how often like they had to play you know how often they had to play live and find ways to play live and how many people they didn't play in front of yeah you know or where they had to go to be discovered it's all a lot for a, a lot of people to again if you're up and coming as a musician or you know it's just great information to to take in and and know oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah now, on this episode of No Sleep Till Sudbury, uh, you have elected to do something very interesting. So yep. your songs that you're bringing in for your five songs that make your skin vibrate are selected from the discoveries that you've made on Thursday Night Record Club uh-huh. through the 12 episodes that we've done. So you've got five songs here. You probably have a couple more, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I got to give some honorable mentions as well at some point <laughs> because like it was really it was really tough to select five yeah. from all these albums we listened oh, to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready to get into these? It's, it's a good little list. All right, let's get into them. Okay. So the first one is from this week's episode, actually episode fifteen. It's Led Zeppelin. And your time is going to come. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I don't have too many stories. The big thing for me is to have stories behind this. What I had last uh, episode, you know, a lot of the songs I selected had sort of like an impact on me and at a point in my life. So, you know, to pick some of these songs, these were the ones that really stood out to me from these albums. And your time is going to come is so it feels so anthemic from that first Led Zeppelin album. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of really good good tunes on that, but this one is like, you know, it's just the gang vocals and the chorus, and uh, it's it's just really a great, I don't know, it's just a, a composition that you know starts with sort of the keys and and uh, just everything about it. Just this one really gets me excited when I when I put it on. I put this on more often than than any other Led Zeppelin song right now. Oh, really? I. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, and, and again, you know, I don't know if, if you're, you know, the messaging of the song has anything to do with it, but you know, it's just, it's also kind of like a, it doesn't necessarily have to be to somebody who I want to get back at mm-hmm. or anything, but you know, it's just, it's interesting, you know, especially as I'm learning about Led Zeppelin and reading about them, you know, to hear this, this kind of the context of this, this song come together and it's messaging. It just feels like your time's gonna like you're gonna you're gonna get it like you you broke my heart now and like your time your time's gonna come all right don't you don't you don't you think it's not gonna happen which was interesting too I mean because like with Robert Plant I mean during the first album was like getting getting married to well is the woman he ended up knocking up I don't think it was all intentional Do you mm. know he was seeing seeing sisters no I didn't know that really. He was, he was seeing sisters wow. and he got one of them pregnant and he told Peter Grant, he's like, what do I do? Peter Grant's like, you marry her, <laughs> like, you know, are you going to choose one or the other? No. So anyways, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Great tune. Great tune. Wow. <laughs> um, as you know, my favorite tune from this record is the first one. 
Good yes. times, bad times. Good times, bad yeah. times. Yeah. A Zeppelin one, man. Oof. It's a great, great start to an album. That's for sure. Oh God. Yeah. 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 But see, another reason why I love that show is because we, we look at the record, we go song by song and, you know, obviously we're going to have different opinions and stuff like that, but you know, a little bit, I know a little bit, share information, have a couple laughs, you know, it's a good chat. And it's cool because like, you know, the album's following this. So when I say, you know, that I like, uh, what was the acoustic track on this one? You know, the, that's near like the end, the end of the album. Right. I said, I like, I like just like the acoustic version of this. And you're like, Oh, they've got so many great, like they just wait until you get to like broad or things yes, like that. Exactly. To, you know, the, wait till you get to those songs. Yeah, so yeah. that always gets me excited too. Yeah, no, that's cool. And you, and it is true. Let's up in three broad air stomp. I think you're talking about black mountain side. Yeah. On this one, on the first yeah. album. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait till we yeah. get to Led Zeppelin three, man. <laughs> yeah. One other thing I actually learned about this. So you mentioned good times, bad times off the top. Who I think so. Glenn Johns produced this mm-hmm. uh, with Paige, and so Johns was so excited about it. I think he he went to show it to George Harrison, who was like, "This is all noise. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, just just not just not into it." Yeah. And. Uh, you know, same with same with Jeff back back didn't think it was too noisy, but you know, he was like, Why is why is you shook me on here? We just recorded this. Yes. So anyway. He was pissed about that. <laughs> what a oh, I should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> he should be. Because truth. He he had a version of that on truth. Okay, your next tune, brother, is Van Halen. Somebody get me yes. a doctor from Van Halen too. This is episode five for us. Yeah, you can go back and watch this right right now if you want. Um, this song, this to me is like, I love Women and Children First, the whole album. Mm-hmm. But this song is, for me, the greatest Van Halen song of the David Lee Roth era. Mm-hmm. This is my, of all time. This has everything. This has an amazing riff to open the song. This has Roth yelping. As, I mean, he does it on everything, but this is it has his yelp. It's got an amazing solo followed up by the fun that they have in studio. I just feel like somebody get me a doctor. Not only is it just catchy as all hell, but it just I feel like it really encompasses everything that Van Halen was. Yes. And, you know, will go on to be. That's it at this time that's a that's a great point you're right it's true this is uh this is absolutely emblematic of the ethos of van halen yeah and that's what you know i said it was tough because i feel like van halen won there's so many good songs you know to start off with we're running with the devil it's a great opener but Mm -hmm. you know they've got a ton of, of a lot of fun songs but for me somebody get me a doctor is just the hook the riff the solo the fun this is just ever has as everything oh yeah I just love the the looseness of it. We talked about this in the episode. Yeah. The production is, you know, what you hear is what happened. You know, it's four dudes yeah. in a room. There's beer cans on the floor. The place is yeah. a disaster. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's rock and roll as it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Sunset Sound, right? That's where they recorded this yep. one? Yep. Yeah. So many albums. Grit. So many great albums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So this one, I, I put this on again, another Van Halen one song that I just, I can put on anytime, anywhere and, uh, and just get totally amped up. Oh yeah. 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 Same. Uh, Aerosmith is next seasons of wither. I think this was episode two. 
would have been from the Get Your Wings album. So yeah, this is this is episode two. And it's just a song that really stood out to me. Again, really tough to pick. I mean, there are great songs on Toys in the Attic, great songs on Rocks. But when I think of Seasons of Wither and just the way that, and I say this in the episode, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it, Brent. I'm going to sing. So when he goes, you know, <laughs> get the wind right out of your sail. Like just that line alone. Oh, yeah. Boom. Hair stands on end because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not expecting it. And it completely changes this sort of trajectory of the song. The solo's great. The intro is really mysterious and cool. The way it, it it transitions from Train Kept a Rollin', and uh, I just really love everything about this this song. Oh yeah, that crescendo that you just mentioned there is like a roller coaster, and literally like Tyler's lifting you up, you know, as he sings those yes. notes, and it's like oh, and you just like yes, and then you go down the other side of the solo, <laughs> like it's so cool. Yeah. And again, you know, and, and I've said numerous times on the show, you know, meaning and context of a song, like it's kind of, it's a side for me, you know, some, when I listen to some of this, so I'm not really sure what the song's about, <laughs> but I do know the way that the melody and everything about it makes me feel like it's just, again, one of those, those tunes that I want to go put on and just, just for, uh, that feeling. Oh yeah. But this whole record is, is gold. I love it. Gold. It's my favorite Aerosmith record of the ones we've listened Me to. Me too, actually. It is. I can honestly say that. I mean, rocks. And that, that's, a, that's a statement because there's rocks. I was going to say, that's a statement, Brent. <laughs> a statement. <laughs> Look at you. Well, it is. Think about, the, think about the catalog. Rocks. Draw the line I like. A lot of people don't like it. But, I mean, toys, don't toys like in the it. attic. Yeah. Get your wings, man. Toys. I guess. I guess if I could do an honorable mention, um, uh, Adam's apple from mm-hmm. uh, Toys in the Attic. Yeah. That that riff too is, yeah, out of this world. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, Rolling Stones. Can't you hear me knocking? Episode eight. Yeah, from the Brown Sugar album. This is uh, again what another great album. But you know, obviously, can't you hear me knocking? And it might be like, well, everybody knows that song. I'm like, maybe, but there is so much too about this song that is so great. And you said it. You're like, this is rock and roll. Mm-hmm. If an alien came to Earth and wanted to know what rock and roll was, I would play them. Can't you hear me knocking? I couldn't agree more because it's it's great rock and roll. But then what happens? halfway through the song to get into the instrumental, the little breakdown, uh, the story behind that just adds so much more to me. And that's always been a thing for me with the Rolling Stones is sort of the stories and behind their albums. And we'll, we'll get to my next, uh, collection of songs, uh, after this one, but you know, just everything about the, the story of how that jam session sort of happened and became and evolved really lends to uh the skin vibrations of th- of this song yeah and almost wasn't captured almost it's wasn't like two captured songs in one you know that well the guys who did it didn't they they thought that it wasn't being recorded and they came in richards came into the control room and said uh that's i wish we could record that that's a shame and uh whoever was producing it said we did and he was like yeah that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> like like and again i think i say it all the episode but you know, just to be in a studio, like paying however many hundreds of thousands of dollars to be recording during that time <laughs> and just, and just to be jamming and just to be like, 
Like you figure that maybe like a technician or whoever's recording would be like, we should stop recording. So we save the tape. No, they didn't save any tape. No, they just kept rolling. Oh, God, like, yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So the candy hammer knocking. And again, an honorable mention though, on this album is moonlight. Mile oh yeah. Because it is just the, the violins, the strings. It's so like, Oh man. It's so, so great. Yeah. And uh, I just, yeah, so so the Candy Hammer Knock and Moonlight Mile are the ones that really uh, stand out to me on this on this album. So, yeah, you know, thinking about that now, um, one of the best closing tunes for a record that I can think of in my mind, really, Moonlight Mile. Seriously? Oh, you think about that. And I, I say this in the episode is that those last three notes, da-da-da, like it, it's just, it just kind of leaves you like, Wow, you know, you're yeah, transfixed for a couple seconds. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, no, it, it, totally, man. Yeah, like you said, just uh, what a way to to send it off, and you know, then it sort of leads into their their next epic. Oh yeah, rock and roll album, which coincidentally is your next pick, The Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. So you said not one, <laughs> not two, not five, the entire record. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pick like, like I had to pick a song from this album and my, it's just, it's just so, so good, man. I mean, everything about it. And again, this is a big thing because of, uh, again, the story behind it, but I mean, just the way it, it starts, I mean, rocks off and to rip this joint yeah. and that, like there's everything on this album. So maybe it's not fair because this is like the seminal rock and roll album, but you know, of the albums that we've done, I, there isn't one that I want to go back and listen to more often than this. Wow. So, like from beginning to end, really? you yeah. know? Yeah. That's great. It's, it's so good. And I see that's a statement in itself because of the length of the record. What is there? Eight, there's 18 oh, yeah. songs on this album, I think. Eight, 18 songs. And I never feel like it's that long. No. Yeah, I think I played it two or three times in a day once because I just was like, oh, I just got to put it on. And like was leading up to the the episode, the recording of the episode. I was like, I could just listen to this. And, you know, where it really turns for me is, you know, Sweet Virginia is great, but Torn and Frayed, Sweet Black Angel, Love and Cup, Happy, like that string of songs yeah. is just phenomenal. It really is. Yeah. You know, I said, I said grit earlier, true grit on this record, you know, this, and, and again, we go through this in the episodes of just the, the backstories of how this record came together at Keith Richards Villa in France. And, uh, that's what made the magic of this record that we hear, you know, it's just the, they were like a, a gang of outlaws at this time. You know, they had no management, they had no record company, they had, you know, they're, their money was about to be seized by the government and they were on the run. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's a cool story. And this is the, this record is representative of that time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of you asked me was, you know, did that story behind it, it sort of impact my, my feelings and my listening of the album. And it totally did. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about all that stuff going on in the background and they're still able to go out there and record something like this is just, man. Yeah. I mean, how can you not just sit and listen to these songs and think this, these, these songs could have never been 
You That's know, right. there's just so much that happened that like instrument stolen, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, people, you know, band members living hours away from each other and, you know, just taking it upon themselves to record songs, you know, without other band members. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like, it could have been an absolute disaster and, and, you know, obviously it wasn't, but it just could have been <laughs> the complete train wreck. Yeah. There were, there was no structure whatsoever. Guys were playing other people's instruments. You know, like uh, Taylor would play, you know, Bill Wyman's bass for him. If he didn't show up, he would he would supply the bass track. Richards was playing bass a little bit. So, like, there was all kinds of stuff going on. It was just completely, you know, loose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. It's it's uh, it's a credible story. And, you know, I'm reading this book. Uh, this is Your Brain on Music by Daniel Levitin. And he's talk, he talks about timbre and how you can really just like the timbre of of, of uh music from certain eras are really distinguishable. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just something from the 1940s and like the eighties and people try and capture these sounds and things like that. It's like how many people have tried to capture just the essence and sound of this album alone, which, you know, would never, it's just not possible. And, you know, the stones could never capture it again either, but it's, it's just something when I think too about this album is just how it sounds. It's it just that in itself lends to, what's so great about it and um which makes me just feel so incredible like again it makes you feel like you're sitting in the room sweet virginia for example yeah you know it's just you feel like you're sitting there and that that also lends to my my feeling to this this whole this whole album yeah i know you're right there's a warmth about it and you do feel as though you might be you know sitting on the floor listening to these guys jam put on a pair of uh of beats solo headphones you know, and just get lost. Maybe you can use it. Maybe, maybe Apple will, uh, you know, maybe they'll want to sponsor the episode <laughs> or maybe the, or maybe the Thursday Night Record Club. There you go. Just, uh, just putting that out there. Just throw in a pair of Beats solo headphones <laughs> to listen to the record. Feel immersed. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of shameless plugs, uh, I want to plug release day once again. That's, you know, in essence, really you, you and I met at a show. I, Steven Stanley was there. I was with him, I think. And you were producing Lee Eckley. Oh, it was you. Lee, it was Eckley. It was I. you and Lee. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but you were managing a band that was playing. I think it was like a, it was Indie Week, I believe. But, uh, we met there, but initially I had reached out to you again because I was such a big fan of release day. So I fully endorse it. Um, listeners, check it out. It's worth having a listen and a look at. So, um, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Get on that. Absolutely. And of course, check out Thursday night record club. (laughs) Of course, of course, like, you know, like that's a video, that's a video, that's a vodcast, if you will. That, that, that I think is more, you know, it's more, um, interesting to people right i mean podcasts are audio they're easier to listen to maybe if you're driving in your car whatever but um yeah i don't know people always said to me like when's the video coming out when are you going to do a video component to your podcast but you know you Uh, and i have been talking for a long time about doing something like that and this is it yeah yeah totally man and you know again it's not just like two uh talking heads on a screen you know it's got graphics there's mm-hmm. an opening sequence we've got uh you go through and you do factoids like you look up like little pieces of information that we 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 bring up sort of like pop-up video 
to go along with what you or I are speaking mm-hmm. about. So, so there's, a, there's a bit of a engagement as well. And, uh, you know, just to take away from it more than just, you know, to, uh, to music fans and, you know, guys having a good time chatting about music. There's, there's, there's some things to take away. So it's, uh, it's, it's more, it's more than just a couple talking heads. It's not just two ding dongs drinking bourbon. Oh, ding dongs. I couldn't think of the word. That's it. Two ding dongs. <laughs> yeah, it's not that's bad. it. All right, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Oh, but thank you, man. Thanks again for plug and release day and, uh, you know, having me on to talk about these tunes. This is uh, as always ton of fun. Talk music with you. Yeah. So when are we up next for, um, for, uh, Thursday night record club? Well, the next episode, the latest episode will have been released January 13th mm-hmm. and then it'll be every Thursday following January 13th. Alrighty. So it'll be, yeah, it's just, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot coming out. There is. There's a lot in the can. And there's a lot coming out and there's a lot more to come because there's a lot of music I ain't listened to. That's right. That's right. I'm looking forward to getting through it with you, man. Yep. Likewise. All right. Stay on. I'm going to close the show up. All right, brother. Thanks. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Alex Heward. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. <laughs>